Welcome back. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, really appreciate you checking in on NYU Grad's daily podcast on stocks and finance. Let's get into the numbers. I promise I will not have any F-bombs today other than the title. The title is going to be called Fuckbook. Uh, that was the actual original name of Facebook when Mark Zuckerberg was at Harvard and the goal of him building it out was kind of like not a dating app but like would you type of um, collection of photos um, for gazing at people's photos Uh, and now they are one of the largest companies in the world so let's jump right into the numbers Uh, lots to cover I'm gonna go off on a tangent but not as much as yesterday Uh, I, I was able to go into the Apple store on my lunch break and uh, there was no line for the demo of the Vision Pro so I said heck I have 25 minutes 30 minutes let me check it out so I'll cover that as well so the numbers today for new highs we had 921 versus 279 new lows which is uh, very bullish 3x new highs We had 35% of shares advancing versus 60% declining. That's curious. Uh, And I'll talk a little bit about this. And looking at the 50-day moving average, it expanded from yesterday. We now have 39% of shares below its 50-day. And we have 36% of shares below its 200-day. That's about the same as yesterday, if memory serves me correct. Um... If I had to sum it up in one word, I'm sorry, not one word, one sentence, it would be the jobs data shocked while Microsoft, I mean, while Meta outperformed everyone. That's the show in a nutshell, but there's a lot more under the hood. So looking at the Mag 7, I'm going to focus today um, a little bit more on the Mag 7, especially Apple and Meta. But Microsoft was up 1.8%, NVIDIA was up 4.9%, so 5%, basically. Uh, Google was up 0.58%. Meta closed the day 20% higher. Amazon, off their earnings, up 7.87%. Tesla was down half a percent. And Apple was down 0.54%. Looking at the one-day performance for sectors, it was a mixed bag. Um, the leading sector was communication services. Then you had consumer cyclical, then technology. You would think technology would be the leader, right? Very curious. Then industrials, then financials. And on the red side, the biggest loser sector today was utilities, then real estate, then basic materials, then energy, then healthcare. Makes sense, right? All the hot money is going into communication services and tech. So it comes out of healthcare names, it comes out of energy names, it comes out of basic materials. Uh, The rates spike today, I'll talk about that. So real estate is going to be down and utilities, which are interest rate sensitive, are down. So that was, if you have to run, that was in a nutshell the day. But I want to dig a little bit deeper uh, into this. Um, So this morning, I, I said yesterday on Thursday's podcast that... Um, if 
the jobs number uh, were to come out positive or negative, what could potentially happen here. And we had a gangbuster job number uh, this morning. Um, so on Thursday, Powell at the Fed rate decision speech said, uh, we may not cut rates uh, in March because he needs to see more data on jobs. Jobs is still healthy. And look at that. Today, um, jobs are super healthy. The jobs non-farm payroll number came in double of what was expected. Everyone was shocked. I was listening to the Bloomberg radio this morning. Everybody was just like, oh my God, this is the perfect jobs number for Biden. You know, uh, he's going to go out on the road and tout this uh, surging employment and jobs picture and wage growth. Bidenomics is working. So that is the narrative that is going on higher level with politics. Now, I'm not going to get into politics, but this data, the way it's proposed, will be used as a weapon for politics. Uh, But curiously... On Thursday, uh, Peter Schiff uh, noted on X that the Challenger report uh, called out 82,000 layoffs in January, the worst January since 2009, excluding COVID. And um, ADP reported 107,000 jobs created in January um, versus what was reported today, uh, which was like, 350,000 jobs created. Uh, So the question is, who do you believe? Do you believe the government or do you believe the private sector? Uh, So we'll have to see. My suspicion is that we're going to have these job beats and downward revisions after the fact to be used as a weapon uh, in the campaign trail uh, to try to win presidency, but we'll see. Um, The 10-year yield spiked almost 5% today to a yield of 4.04. So I also noted on Thursday that yields and risk assets stocks cannot trade in tandem for more than 72 hours, and usually one will resolve and diverge. We didn't have to wait 72 hours. Uh, Yield spiked. Um, and, uh, I would say today was a mixed bag. I'm going to say that if it weren't for meta, if it weren't for Amazon, um, we would probably be down 500 Dow points today. Um, and I'll get into, um, a little bit of this, uh, in the, what was strong, what was weak, but I have a sneaky suspicion on Monday because of the way we closed, because of the 10-year yield spiking, Monday is going to be a red day. You can mark my words. I'm not 100% accurate all the time, but looking at the clues that the markets are giving me, I would suspect either Monday or early next week, we're going to have a sell-off. Um... I believe this uh, sugar high of the meta um, dividend and buyback news will run its course. uh, And I think uh, we shall see 
lower prices next week. That's just my hunch, okay? Not financial advice. Uh, but I did, in, on the topic of Meta, I wanted to talk about the podcast yesterday. And I walked through during the whole about me and my training philosophy and my background. Um, and then I started to get into uh, the discussion of Meta slash Facebook and how I hate the company with a passion. But I also want to share why this is also dangerous um, when trading. We all have our own biases, whether it's political, company. A, a ton of folks hate uh, Elon Musk because of his political affiliations and him leaving California for Texas. And people hate Elon Musk, so they hate Tesla. Like I understand. I get it. Uh, but it's very dangerous to mix your emotions and personal convictions with trading. And I'm actually going to share uh, some of my trading wins uh, with Meta Facebook, but also potentially what could have been. So in the show notes, I will have a screenshot. Please make sure you check it out on Substack. But it's basically the lifetime chart of Facebook slash Meta uh, split adjusted. So this accounts for all the splits uh, when it was Facebook, FB as the ticker symbol, not just Meta. And the reason why I want to bring this up was I had an excellent trade on this. And why I'm proud of this initial trade in the yellow zone was I always hated Facebook. But yet, I went against that, and I actually went long Facebook. Uh, I demarked its very small uh, pink box of when I got in. There was a balance area in late 2013, and it broke out of that balance area. We're talking about like 50 bucks, uh, not you know pre-split. Uh, I rode that trade all the way up past 200 then back down to about 150 ish and i got out um, i should have gotten out earlier another mistake on my part but it was a basically you know a 3x on my money on that trade yay clap 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 but then you take a look at where it is today um and this is where the lesson comes in. Yes, I could have gotten out sooner and I could have booked more profit, sure. But then after I got out, it went against me and it's rocketed higher to like past 200 and then it crashed. Um, but after I got out in 2017, I never traded Facebook slash Meta ever again because of my conviction and I just hated the company. I hated what they stood for. I hate social media, blah, 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 blah. So I, I just basically never really looked at it as a trade. And the lesson here is while I could have lost a lot of money uh, trading it beyond uh, 2018, uh, the other flip side is there were a ton of balance areas within that time frame I could have taken advantage of, whether long or short. And I could have made a lot of money. Because uh, Meta had a lot of volatility. We're talking like once I got out, it went up, it, it doubled it basically uh, to past 240. 
then it crashed to like 120 and then from 120 it went all the way to uh back to 230 then crashed again down to 140 then it rallied all the way to 400 then it crashed all the way past uh you know 120 and then it rallied all the way now to where we are today um which is like astronomical prices um but that's one lesson and i have similar you know i got in nvidia very early i'm talking like uh, i'd have to look at the chart and i sometimes don't want to look at it because i look at what could have been right i could have retired probably three times over um but i probably made roughly about 8x on my nvidia trade i got out and it continued to go up like a thousand percent um but i don't have any you know conviction feelings on nvidia uh, other than i think the pe is a little crazy right now uh so these are just my whole point is don't ever let your convictions or personal feelings hinder your trading right because you could be vegan you might hate meat eating or meat producing companies but you could have made a ton of money trading those vehicles and then put aside money to uh, promote awareness for veganism that's my point right like uh, don't let your personal feelings interrupt your trading um, the other thing I wanted to cover uh, so going back to the other Magnificent 7 Apple um, during my lunch break I popped into the Apple store in Chelsea uh, and they like grabbed me right I, I wasn't even looking for a demo I just wanted to see if it was available and what the lines were like I stepped in and I, four associates uh, Apple folks came up to me wishing me you know hey how's your Friday blah 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 you want to check out the new uh, Vision Pro I said, oh I only have like 25 minutes uh, how long is it going to take so oh, it's about 30 minutes I'll get you in right now there's no wait so that's not a good sign um, usually with product releases, especially in New York and California, there's like lines out the door. So I sat down, uh, went through the demo setup process and demoed it. And, you know, obviously it's not a full review, uh, but for the 25 minutes that I used it, I thought it was really cool. You know, if it wasn't $3,400, you know, if it was like 800 bucks, maybe. Um, but the technology is great. Uh, it's a little heavy. It's like front-loaded, obviously, with all the uh, mechanics up front. Um, the part that wowed me the most was uh, the spatial video and the immersive experiences. So they had set up movie clips as well as um, kind of like this 360-degree spatial video immersion experience of multiple things. Like you were at the baseball game you were at a soccer game you were in the ocean with sharks and you were there um there's one clip where you're literally it felt like in the room with alicia keys and she's singing to you with a band like you could almost reach out and touch her like she's literally like two feet away from you uh so those things were really really cool i also um thought that for a first gen operating system it was cool how you can open up multiple safari windows and tabs and applications 
and kind of work in that environment, I was thinking to myself like, all right, if I have six monitors for trading, can I set up uh, just six uh, windows or um, pockets of windows and have like, you know, maybe 20 charts up at the you know, same time with the Vision Pro on uh, with the CNBC or Bloomberg video going or, you know, I could be watching something else like a movie in the lower right and you could turn your head and you could look, you know, it's like it, I thought that part was really, really cool um, for a Gen 1 product. I was impressed. Um, I think they do need some work on the actual headset. It felt a little top heavy uh, to be wearing for long periods of time. Um but we'll see what happens. I'm sure the technology will improve. More apps and software will come out. And prices will come down. Um, so that was Apple Vision Pro. So what was strong today? It was basically NVIDIA, Amazon, and Meta. And yields up almost... Uh, yields were up to 4.02%. And that's like over 4% gain. Uh so that's why I think next week might be risky for the bulls. On the weak side, you had housing. That's kind of uh, pretty obvious, right? If interest rates are up, housing is going to be down. Uh, Extreme Networks was down 4.77%. All of gold was down, but Kinross Gold on my watch list was down 4.35. Uh, GDX was down 3.48. Uh, Kira Sushi. Uh, was down 3.8%. But, um, yeah, I mean, it really was Meta and Amazon and NVIDIA. Um, but uh, the semiconductor group, like Sox, they did okay, but, you know, they're lagging NVIDIA. NVIDIA is still beating the entire semiconductor uh, SMH or uh, SOX as an index, so it's all NVIDIA right now. Um, that was kind of the summary of the day. Uh, one formatting uh, change that I'm doing to the show notes, I've flipped the order of like the uh, testimonials and how to sign up. I put that toward the back end or the bottom end of the show notes. The top of the show notes is just all the content. Uh, I think we have enough subscribers uh, people should know how to subscribe by, by now. So I put that into the bottom half of the show notes uh, and all of the content and show notes is at the top. So hopefully you'll appreciate that. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, it was a long, tiring week. A lot of different things happened. Uh, and I will see you all after the Monday session. All right, later. <laughs>